for all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. I want to say happy Thursday to you guys out there listening to the broadcast tonight, brought to you by YRN 1328. And uh, why don't you head on over uh, to your app, download our new app, that's YRN 1328, available on iPhone and Android, and you can listen not only to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, but to all of the awesome platforms that we offer over here on your radio network. And I will tell you guys that I'm excited this evening, you guys. We got a new guest. We got a special guest joining us this evening, you guys. We got actor Mandel Frazier. He's going to be joining us this evening, and we're going to be talking uh, about his acting career, um, his motivational speaking. He's involved in a lot of things that I think a lot of people may not even know. So he's going to talk about that tonight, and I hear he has some special announcements. So you guys are going to be in store for a treat over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show this evening as he shares some great details with you guys. And if you're out there listening and you have a question or a comment for Mandel, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139, and you press the number one, and we'll be happy to bring you on the line so you can get your chance uh, to speak with Mandel this evening, you guys, and make sure that you're sharing the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let everybody know that Mandel Frazier is over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show with your host, Bianca Fly. So we're not going to delay any longer, you guys. We're going to bring the guest of the hour on here. Mandel, you there? Hello. Hey, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I am doing great. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely, absolutely. And so for the folks out there, tell us a little bit about who is Mandel Frazier. <laughs> Well, I am a uh, actor, motivational speaker. Uh, mm-hmm. First and foremost, I'm a, I'm a man of faith. Um, yeah. I believe in uh, giving back to my community. I believe in mm-hmm. using my talents uh, to uh, glorify God. And um, I'm just an old-fashioned man with a modern-day twist. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And of course, uh, for you, I know a lot of people um, are definitely interested in how you actually got into acting. A lot of folks um, may have seen you on um, Tyler Perry's Loving You Is Wrong and um, The Young and the Restless. And so um, tell us, how did Mandel get into acting? <laughs> you know, I joke around that I didn't get into acting. Acting got into me. <laughs> uh, when I was around maybe 10 years old, my mother uh, was my first director, producer, writer. Long story short, uh, she would do these Sunday school plays that was very popular in the community. And, uh, mm-hmm. of course, by me being her son, she would ask me to participate. So that's when I, I guess you could say, received my first acting bug. And um, so I've been acting since I was 10 years old, um, never thought about mm-hmm. it as a career. I just enjoyed mm-hmm. it as a hobby. It was a passion of mine. I loved it. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's, that's how I got started when I was uh, living in Detroit, Michigan, at the tender age of 10 years old. 
Incredible. And so for you, um, as you have grown or into acting, what have you found out? Um, what are some of the reasons why you enjoy what do you do? Why do you enjoy um acting? You know, um, be fly, there's an old saying that if you enjoy mm-hmm. what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. Right. And, um, right. I honestly, um what I enjoy about acting is that it's a sense of realism. Um, I enjoy right. um, um, whether it's film, TV, commercials, bottom lot stage play productions. It's the fact that you're giving back something that was given to you. And and right, long story right. short, when it comes to acting, um, I never knew I was acting. My whole life was an act, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> um, I I'm serious. When I was younger and. You know, I was, I had a very, uh, I was very, uh, when I was younger, I had a very imagined, uh, vivid imagination. And mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. like, for instance, I would, like, you know, take a shower, you know, when I was younger or whatnot, and I would mm-hmm. get out the shower, and I would look in the mirror, and I had that, you know, I had the, my hair is wet, and the water fell on me. <laughs> and I would pretend, I would literally pretend, like, I just finished, you know, finding a boxing match. And I'm being interviewed, oh and I got the sweat coming. Oh my God! I'm telling you, this is so true. And I was just like <laughs> laugh, you know. I'm like talking to Howard Cosell and talking to different, you know, announcers and whatnot. And then it's I would terrible. draw my face off, <laughs> and then I would go into my mother's room, and I would sit on her dresser and look in the mirror, and act as if I was doing a uh, a fashion shoot. You know, I'm telling oh, wow. you, my life has literally <laughs> been one acting gig after another. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. I mean, I always think that, you know, people that have very vivid imaginations, like they can, you know, always make any situation pretty much, you know, uh, laughable, give you a good laugh, you know, and make the best um, out of those situations. So I, I, I like to think that people who have vivid imagination can bring out, you know, that imagination in other people around them. Um, as well. I mean, even though some people might look at you a little crazy sometimes <laughs> and wonder, like, okay, what are you doing? But, you know, to have that vivid imagination, you know, is always a great thing. And so uh, for you, I know that you grew up um, in a very large family, um, um, uh, the number of siblings and so forth. And so did you feel like, you know, growing up with so many siblings, you also had to incorporate, <laughs> you know, that vivid imagination? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'm the youngest <laughs> of seven kids. Um, wow. Four brothers, four brothers, two sisters. And um, of course, by me being the youngest, you know, I did get away with a lot. Uh, but I also <laughs> had to be very, <laughs> I had to be very creative, very imaginative. Um, I had more, uh, I guess you could say, more time to develop mm-hmm. my creativity because I was the youngest. Mm-hmm. All my older siblings was in college. They're going to work, and so I'm at home alone, uh, home alone, uh, being creative, whether I was playing my G.I. Joes or whether I was drawing or cutting cereal boxes and, you know, making all types of uh, texture designs for the most part. I've always been very creative uh, with my hands and also with my mm-hmm. mind, so I think that kind of coincides with what I'm doing now. Awesome, 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 awesome. And, um, of course, uh, a lot of people definitely um, had a lot of uh, questions from you. And so, uh, actually, Savannah uh, from Florida wants to know, um, how was it for you to uh, get that role or that position on uh, Tyler Perry's show, um, If Loving You Is Wrong? How was it? Um, It was surreal. It was a Mm -hmm. blessing. you know, when you can, you know, there's an old saying, be careful what you pray for because you might just get it. And right. I remember before I moved to California, I had always wanted to work with Tyler Perry. And, of mm-hmm. course, I had no idea how to, I was a complete novice, had no idea how to go about it. But long story short, uh, as fate would have it, um, I, you know, moved to California, and uh, one day a good friend of mine had called me, and they were being presented an award. Uh, for the NAACP Image Awards, and they mm-hmm. asked me if I would be their guest, which I uh, accepted. And um, long story short, Tim Whitley, Lisa Ray, and nephew Tommy were hosting the show. They were co-hosting the show, 
after the show, as I was walking to my car, getting ready to go to the after party, I ran into uh, Kim Whitney. We became good friends. Oh, wow. She asked me to be mm-hmm. yes. She became she asked me to be on her show. We became good friends, and she actually was very influential uh, with me getting on uh, working with Tyler Perry because she actually wow. invited me as a VIP guest on the Tom Joyner um, Caribbean cruise he held a year. And mm-hmm. um, so with that being said, I was able to audition for one of Tyler Perry's casting directors, and my callback was, in fact, with Tyler Perry. And uh, wow. after I auditioned with him, he told me face-to-face that he wanted to work with me on his next project. Now, I had no idea wow. which, which project it was, but he told me he wanted to work mm-hmm. with me. And I think the challenge for me was just being patient and waiting. You know, uh, right. that's one thing that we I learned how to do is master patience. And that comes through <laughs> trials and tribulations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but working with Tyler does. Perry was, it was a dream come true. Working with Tyler Perry was a dream come true. I had a chance to work with one of the best in this industry, somebody I look up to, somebody I respect, somebody I, I admire. Um, and it was professionalism from this point. From when they flew me down to Atlanta, put me in a four-star hotel, picked me from the airport, took me to the uh, studio, wow. my sizing, and I'm yeah. telling you, it was just one big dream that got allowed to come true. And so the answer to Savannah's question, um, it was very, um, oh, my gosh, it was just phenomenal, epic. That would be the, that wow. would be the word. It was epic. <laughs> <laughs> incredible, incredible. And if you guys are just tuning in, we are on with Mandel Fraser, you guys. And if you have a question or a comment for him, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number, and press the number one. And uh, we'll be happy to bring you in on the conversation. And, uh, Mandel, what I want to do is I want to take a break, but you, you talked about something, um, the learn to work on the art of patience. Uh, those one, that's one of the things I need to work on. So uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about how uh, you have worked on the art of patience over time. So we're going to take a little break, you guys, and we'll be right back over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2. And Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. This evening, you guys, we are joined by our special guest, Mandel Fraser, you guys. And so, once again, as I always say, if you're out there, you got a question or a comment for him, feel free to call in. Uh, He would love to hear from you guys. The number is 347-326-9139. And all you have to do is press 1 to enter the conversation, and we'll bring you on in so that you can join the conversation. And so, Mandel, uh, before the break, I was asking you – uh, the art of patience, and, and that's one of the things I, I'm trying to work on as well. So how have you, especially, um, I would assume, you know, being an actor, and as you said, waiting on those callbacks, waiting to see, you know, what role you get. How did you, you know, work on that art of, of patience when it comes to this? You know, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a man of faith, mm-hmm. so I'm always trying yeah. to uh, encourage myself, whether it's reading the Bible, whether I'm in Bible study, I'm always trying to build my faith up. And uh, I think Joyce Meyer once said, patience is not the ability to wait, but how you act while you're waiting. And um, Mm. it's all about how you perceive things for the most part. I've always uh, been taught that life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to me being patient, especially in Hollywood, because, you know, you're dealing with so much, there's so much going on in Hollywood, and so I try to be active um, outside of my profession, you know, whether it's feeding the homeless, 
whether it's uh, volunteering at a uh, children's um, shelter, reading books to kids, uh, or just riding a bike, you know, around the neighborhood and going to the beach or whatnot, getting on my mind, preparing myself mentally and spiritually, more or less, you know, and even physically by working mm-hmm. out. You know, patience is a variety of things that you can incorporate to take your mind off the one thing that you're wishing to come to fruition. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. And so for you, um, in in the acting world and getting into it, have you discovered that um, a lot more roles um, are opening up for Cleve, for African-American male um, actors? Do you believe a lot more roles are opening up um, for them? Oh, absolutely. I think mm-hmm. now more so than ever, um, mm-hmm. it's like uh, – Pandora's box uh, has been right. open. Um, you know, you have so many different talented writers and directors and producers out there. Uh, what I believe that, you know, Tyler Perry was one of the pioneers of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, um, I believe now, um, personally, you know, living in Hollywood, you know, because the good thing about L.A., yes, L.A. is the hub of entertainment. But you have some extensions. You know, you have Atlanta, New York, Indiana, North Carolina, Miami, Chicago. Mm -hmm. So it's not just in one area. And so you don't necessarily have to obviously move to L.A., uh, you know, to break into the industry. You know, the technology nowadays, you can have a YouTube following. And before you know it, you can have Amazon or Hulu or or, uh, Netflix pick up your uh, webisode. The main thing, I believe, is learning how to network, how to navigate, at the same time, have fun. That is the key. Absolutely. So many actors like mm-hmm. I see, whether it's an audition, on set, at a booking, and there's a lot of negativity that comes along with this industry because you've got to go through so much leaps and bounds and climb so right. many walls. And I tell right. people all the time, you know, you just have to have a positive attitude regardless you know, um, there's an old saying that man's rejection is God's protection. Mm-hmm. And that came from a very good friend of mine. But, no, I think the opportunity is open up for a lot of African-Americans um, with, you know, in film and television. And I actually mm-hmm. am personally happy at this point in history to be a part of the yeah. movement, you know, that's taking place with African-Americans. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, for you, do you find that, um, and I heard you talk about, you know, meeting so many actors, which I've heard um, as well as myself, a lot of people, um, you know, are very stressed out through the whole process. And some people feel like they're losing, you know, their identity of who they really are. And so for you, how do you go about determining what role you want to seek out for? Um, I know some people are very cautious about what roles they take in different um, arenas and venues. And so for you, um, how do you go about that process of determining what role, you know, you would like to seek out? Well, you know what, B-Fly, um, you mm-hmm. know, I, when I moved to Hollywood five years ago, actually it'll be five years next month, uh, my number one goal was not to compromise my ethics, my morals, my my values, Mm-hmm. Uh, not to compromise my faith. And so with that right. being said, I actually have turned down uh, major roles that will probably have catapulted me into a different stratosphere career-wise. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. I, you know, it's not about getting any role. It's about getting the role that's right for you. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, you know, I believe there's power in saying no. And so there have been roles that I have turned down because I didn't feel like it was a good fit you know, mm-hmm. uh, for where I'm trying to portray, you know, as far as, um, right. you know, being a man of faith and, you know, obviously um, this is my profession. You know, I'm a full-time mm-hmm. actor here in Hollywood. Right. And, um, you know, I have, and I tell people all the time, I may not be a household name, but God has really blessed me to get work consistently, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's important uh, for young people and old people are like, if you're thinking about getting into this industry, that you don't have to sell your soul to the devil to try to make a name mm. for yourself. You know, yes. uh, sometimes yes. it's best to wait as opposed to jumping at everything that comes your way because in the end, mm-hmm. you don't want to be a shooting star. You want to have longevity. Right. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you said that because oftentimes, um, you know, a lot of youth um, and even those aspiring to uh, become actors and actresses, um, you know, they see different roles that people have taken and they automatically, oh, I I should go after a role like that. And so a lot of times people, um, as you said, don't always seek out the roles that will um, benefit them. And I wanted to ask you, Mendel, with the the rise of, of social media nowadays. Um, do you think that um, a lot of our youth um, are kind of getting a warped sense of what success uh, really is nowadays? I believe you are referring to Insta Famous. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Being Insta Famous. You know, Insta Famous. Yes, yes. Um, honestly, D-Fly, um, I, to answer your question, yes, mm-hmm. I do believe that there's a certain delusion when it comes to social media. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it, you know, most people are about life, and, and that's all great, but not, but, right. you know, right. I, I would rather be known for something positive as opposed to something that's just mm-hmm. a fad, you know. Right. To me, you know, being right. a, a, a positive force, um you know, having good energy, you know, being a, a a role model, to me that's more important than just, you know, gathering followers and just, you know, mm-hmm. I'm very private with my life. However, mm-hmm. because I'm in the entertainment industry, you know, there's a certain part of my life that has to be exposed. But you have right. to have that happy medium, you know, and you have to use wisdom because a lot of things right. that you probably, you know, have uh, noticed within the last few years Social media can really destroy your career. Mm, absolutely. And so absolutely. you have to be very careful what you put out there, because once you put it out there, you can't take it back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, for you as an actor um, and being out in the entertainment industry, how do you keep your life private? Because we see a lot of individuals, and we do know a lot of people in Hollywood and certain actors that we never hear anything about them. You know, we don't know if they're married. We don't know if they have kids, et cetera. How have you worked to make sure that your private life, um, at least, you know, majority of it stays private? <laughs> That's a very good question. And my answer is real simple. You know, there's an old saying that if you don't want it to be known, don't put it on Facebook. <laughs> or don't put it on social media. <laughs> you know, it's really common very sense. Very true. The fly very is true. really common sense. You don't have to put yeah. everything out there, you know. Um, and, again, you want to be respected, you know. And um, I think that um, what people have a tendency to do, uh, whether it's uh, – well, let me keep it simple. I think the main thing you can do to protect yourself uh, is to have yourself surround around good people. You know, like, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, I think a few years ago I was going to post something um, that was kind of um, – uh, I had a good friend, my best friend had told me, man, Dale, I wouldn't put that out there if I was you. And I thought about it. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what, you, you're right. I probably shouldn't put it out there. And um, right. lo and behold, you know, a few weeks or months later, somebody did something similar, and it was a huge backlash. And my whole point is, it's always good to have some – and it was, like I said, what I was doing wasn't bad. But, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of times, you know, for the wow factor, we try to, you know, we try to up one and we try to put things right. out there. But as a professional, right. if you want to be respected in this industry or any industry for that matter, you have to be careful what you put out there. And like I said, it's really Absolutely. basic common sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Tara uh, from North Carolina, she wanted to know uh, what are the best ways uh, to get into acting, uh, would you suggest classes, uh, community theaters? She wants to know the best ways to get into acting. Actually, all of those are great. Uh, with technology nowadays, you have so much at your disposal, um, you know, but it really depends on what type of acting you want to get into, whether it's theatrical, commercial, mm-hmm. uh, stage productions, because those are all different, you know, beasts for the most part. Um, okay. I do across the board for the most part, but long story short, uh, I'm not sure what um, how each you know, city is uh, as far as, like for instance, here in L.A. we have mm-hmm. what they call L.A. Casting. It's a casting website, 
that you can actually submit you know, your headshot to different projects. You know, you can have okay. a, a tree trial offer. But, you know, you have active access. You have LA Casting. You have Net, uh, Casting Frontier. You have uh, – this is all websites you can actually find on the Internet for the most part. And uh, if you want to go with a reputable casting company, uh, because a lot of times you will have what they call pay-to-play, uh, whereas okay. you will have to pay a casting director to try to get you in on a certain projects. And the, uh, the union, SAG after union is starting to crack down on those type of uh, dealings. So there's different ways you can get into acting uh, via the Internet uh, as far as getting your name out there, getting your face out there. But the main thing is taking local classes, community theaters. Uh, like I say, I started doing uh, church page productions, you know, doing okay. uh, Sunday, Sunday school skits, you know, getting in front of mm-hmm. the audience, you know, feeling comfortable mm-hmm. being in front of people. And um, basically, let my hair down. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And of course, uh, one of the things I, I definitely wanted to talk to you about uh, was your motivational speaking. And so, how did you get into um, motivational speaking and going around and, and speaking to people? <laughs> you know what? Um, before I started acting, I used to be the personal training director, personal training director for LA Fitness. And um, okay. I, I, I was always told that uh, that I should get into motivational speaking because I spoke out of passion. You know, I've always said, mm-hmm. now what you say is how you say it to get your point across. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so I started motivational speaking uh, just by just being positive, you know, and uh, my, through my own personal experiences. And thank God that other opportunities have presented itself since moving to Los Angeles. Acting has provided so many opportunities for me to, you know, go to the next level as far as motivational speaking. Um, I'm happy to say that I have spoke at two of uh, President Barack Obama's initiatives, my brother's keeper, which was here in L.A., Mm -hmm. and then his um, Global Preparation Academy, which he also had here in L.A. as well. And, um, you know, I speak at different um, organizations, different companies, at different churches and whatnot, and basically, my platform is real simple. It's called Mando's Message, Faith, Fitness, mm-hmm. and Focus. Awesome. Love it, love it, love it. And so um, for you, um, I think one of the great things is that oftentimes we see that when people go um, to Hollywood, uh, sometimes they, they lose that phase along the road and oh, it, yes. it wavers <laughs> it wavers um Absolutely. a bit and so forth. And so how have you, you know, over time um managed uh to keep your faith and not only keep your faith but grow into it because I, I'm assuming there can be a lot of challenges, you know, with um uh, being out there in the entertainment industry, being um in the company um of others, you know, being at the as they say, the wrong place. <laughs> um at the wrong time, and so how have you, you know, made sure that your your faith has stayed, you know, solid? Oh my gosh, be fly! I would be lying if I said it was easy. <laughs> yeah. I would be doing you yeah. service and your listeners. No, it has not been easy. You know, you go from faith to faith. You know, um, I'm learning how to trace God when I can't. Uh, I'm learning how to trust God when I can't trace Him. Um, mm-hmm. And with that being said, you know, how do I maintain my faith is well, one of the ways I maintain my faith, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, uh, you know, you you maintain, you get your faith by hearing the word of God. So what I do, you know, when I'm not on set, if I'm not auditioning or if I'm not out of town, I usually try to, I, I try to go to church. Um, I usually, I'm sitting in the front row, you know, I'm absorbing all the faith I can get to really, uh, to reinforce, you know, what I've been taught. And, um, you know, God would not allow you to possess something without testing. So he's given everybody faith. It's up to you what you do with that faith. And with me, you know, I believe that uh, my faith has carried me thus far in my life and in my career. And it's what kept me here. It's what got me here. It's what's keeping me here. And um, But, no, faith is something that uh, everybody has. It's just a matter of not how you – it's just a matter of how you use your faith. You know, Absolutely. so with me, I try to stay encouraged. Again, I try to surround myself around people who are positive, who are motivational, who are inspiring, who will enhance me, you know. And I always, you know, like I said, being a man of faith, you, I do get tested. 
you know, my face mm-hmm. does get tested at times. But when that happens, mm-hmm. I know that it's working. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 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 Great, great uh, words uh, of advice for the listeners out here. And what we do, guys, we want to take um, another quick break, um, but we're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, some special announcements um, that Mandel has uh, to share with the listeners tonight. And don't forget, if you're out there, uh, you got a question or a comment, or you might just want to call in and say hello, you can do that. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number, and all you have to do is press 1, and we'll be happy to bring you on. You, you guys, we're going to go to break, and we're going to come back with more Mandel Fraser right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Yes, it's finally here. It's official. Sign with Universal, Miss Renetta Mays, with You Got Me Open. Live from Flame Studios, Vibration Radio, Taylor Kennedy Media, and of course, YourRadioNetwork.com. Buy that. Cop that. Hell, I don't care if you burn it, but just support that. Miss Renetta Mays, You Got Me Open. Welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, and I want to invite you guys back here next Thursday. Uh, we're going to do a special show. It's going to be a little later, but I hope you guys will join us. Uh, we're doing a show um, next Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we're going to have special guest Adrienne Anderson, uh, former member of Trinity 5-7, and she's also a Grammy Award-winning uh, songwriter and speaker, so she's going to be joining us next Thursday, so I invite you guys to come and check that out. That's going to be uh, 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show with Bianca Fly. And as you guys know, uh, this evening we are joined by Mandel Frazier, you guys, and we have been talking uh, his career, his faith, um, and just pursuing through it all. And so, of course, um, Mandel, I, I know that you definitely have some uh, good announcements for the Tell us what's going um, on with you now. Tell us your big announcement. <laughs> um, you know, I, um, as I say, I'm, I'm a very private person and very simple in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, being in this industry, you come across so many different types of people. And, um, Absolutely. Um, of course, you know, my family and friends, you know, I, you know, I, I thank God for my family and friends who support me and I can talk mm-hmm. to without having to resort to social media. Um, but mm-hmm. one thing I will, I did wanted to announce that I haven't had a chance to tell uh, my supporters is that um, uh, last month um, I went on vacation to Hawaii and uh, my first time being there and I needed a, it was a much needed break. 
Um, <laughs> and, of course, you know, I've posted different pictures on social media, you know, me ziplining and snorkeling and kayaking mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. that fun stuff. And uh, But what I didn't share is that um, on August 20th, on my parents' 59th wedding anniversary, I, Mandel Frazier, married my best friend of 25 years. Oh, amazing. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. That is definitely a a a big journey, uh, but a great journey to be with someone uh that you definitely know um is meant uh to be a part of your life. So I'm excited for you. Uh wonderful. Thank you. That is definitely wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And, and and for you, um, through that process and I heard you mention, um, they they had definitely been there for the long haul, twenty five twenty five years. So <laughs> they have been in there for the long haul. So for the people out here listening, how do you, how did you determine um that that was the individual um that you wanted to be with? You know, a lot of times as you mentioned, um being in Hollywood, transitioning from different places and so forth. How did Mendel discover, okay, this is the person, you know what, they're meant to be here. They're meant to be a part of my life. <laughs> a lot of prayer, <laughs> a lot of fasting, a lot of trials and tribulations, <laughs> persecution. <laughs> all of that, no, all of that uh, above. Uh, all of the above. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, um, you know, you never know who um, God's going to put in your life. I just learned to embrace it the people that he has put in my life. And I'm always Definitely. asking God to remove people out of my life who shouldn't be and replace mm-hmm. people who should be in my life. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I will share is that uh, my best friend, um, even though we met 25 years ago, uh, there was a 15-year period where we only saw each other a few times, whether it was at a church convention or whether it was mm-hmm. just talking on the phone. But mm-hmm. uh, 10 years ago, I uh, had relocated to Indiana and uh, it was mm-hmm. a trying time in my life because my mother had just been diagnosed with breast cancer. My father mm-hmm. was having multiple illnesses. And then my maternal grandmother, uh, she was having uh, her own issues with her, her own health issues. So I was going through a wow. lot in my life. And so I was right. asking and praying, God, to, just to give me uh, direction, you know, and how mm-hmm. to be a blessing to my family. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, um, I reconnected with the um, with my best friend, who wasn't my best friend at the time. We were just good friends. Uh, but mm-hmm. God knows who to put in your life, and he knows how to clear people out of your life to make room for him, who he <laughs> Don't wants he? in your life. <laughs> Don't he? So he I definitely was, does. I can assess with that. <laughs> but it's been, uh, it's been, it's been an incredible journey. Um, I am completely um, ecstatic uh, with God's getting ready to do in my life um, and my uh you know, going to the next chapter of my life. And, um, you know, I, my whole thing was making sure that I don't uh, get caught up in the Hollywood hype. You know, being mm-hmm. you know, being in Hollywood, you can easily get caught up in with, with all the things that go along with Hollywood for the most part. Definitely. Um, Definitely. But, no, I honestly, uh, Bianca Fly, I was just basically praying and seeking God, you know, and um, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, the Bible said, a man don't work, you don't eat. So I had to, you know, make sure that I was doing my part, you know, and then um, just trusting and believing that God was going to put the right people in my life. And that, um, um, and um, I mean, yeah, it was just one of those things that I didn't see it coming. Uh, it hit me. I was, I was, it was just one of those things that, uh, <laughs> but I knew. One thing about me, I yeah. knew that uh, when we reconnected, I didn't know what direction I was going to go in other than being good friends. Mm-hmm. So that's why yeah. I say it's so important to have a relationship and not just a romantic, mm-hmm. intimate relationship, right. but a, uh, you know, a relationship that you can talk and that you can, you know, right. just basically, you know, uh, listen and learn from each other for mm-hmm. the most part. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that was, and that's, that's just one of those things. And, and that's one of the great <laughs> things of what a relationship should be about is is growing and learning from each other. Um, I think it's very easy to get caught up um, in the lovey-dovey moments, as they call them, and, you know, have your hands up in the clouds, and so to speak, and you're just floating around or whatnot, but to be able to have someone 
um, that you can have a dialogue with about anything, and you know that that there's no judgment. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, when we talk to people, we feel like that's, uh, you know, um, that judgment period for us. But to have an individual who is willing to listen out uh, to the things that we're going through or how we're feeling or whatnot um, definitely means the most, you know. So to be have to be able to have that type of relationship is, is a beautiful thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And I would I would like to add too that, you know, mm-hmm. I think I heard Bishop T J say one time that you um whoever you decide to spend the rest of your life with, make sure they're a part of your destiny and that you guys mm-hmm. are on the same path. Because what you yeah. don't want to do is connect with somebody who has uh they're going on a different course. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. what you're doing, you set yourself up for a downfall. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, when I moved to L.A., you know, I was, you know, uh, you know, we had just started dating a year before I moved to L.A. And then after I moved here, we broke up because we both agreed that it was if it was meant to be, it'll happen. Right. And so, right. you know, we stayed we stayed in touch. We, you know, we talk on the phone, and I would come visit, and she would come visit. And um, um, but long story short, you know, it was just one of those things that I knew that it was time. But you can't force it. Mm-hmm. I wanted it was so organic, you know. And that's how you know it's God. I think I heard somebody say one time, if you feel rushed, you not you know it's not of God, because you should not have to mm-hmm. force it. You know, it should be organic yeah. for the most part. Absolutely. And that's with anything in life, especially relationships. Absolutely, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with those thoughts. And uh, one of the great things I saw, um, look via social media, uh, you recently were on the set. Um, uh, doing nine eleven, starring um, yes. Charlie Sheen and it will be Goldberg. Um, what was that Martin Sheen, like? Martin yes. <laughs> um, yes. It was fun. Um, it was uh, you know we shot that last year, and uh, you know one thing about Hollywood, you know they have a saying: hurry up and wait. <laughs> so uh, a lot of times, you know, we're not allowed to, uh, you know, post anything on social media until right, right, the until, PR yeah. department, the marketing department, give you the go ahead to do so. Okay. Uh, okay. So okay. Uh, and that and that's across any industry for the most part. But yeah, I okay. uh, I'm happy to be um, you know featured in uh, you know 9/11 uh, with Charlie Sheen and Obi Goldberg, and it was funny because when I had posted that. Um, uh, when I posted that, uh, uh, you know, Charlie Sheen had liked on the picture and whatnot, and I had made a joke that it's always pretty cool when you got an A-lister, you know, <laughs> that uh, likes your stuff. <laughs> right. You know, like, even yes, though I may be a few episodes down, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gaining momentum. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. So, of course, uh, we know a lot of great things um, have been uh, occurring with you. So what is um, your next project? What do you hope to um, got coming up next? What are some things you're going to be involved in? Um, I have a, a small role in a movie called The House, starring uh, Will Ferrell okay. and Amy Poehler. Um, that's Ready for release, I believe, in 2017. Uh, mm-hmm. You can also catch me on the new edition story. Um, you awesome. know, I'm, yes, I'll be playing Bobby Brown's bodyguard. Uh, that was okay. a pretty fun uh, uh, set as well. Matter of fact, the young man who plays LB Shore, I remember uh-huh. when uh, he first moved to LA, and uh, we was actually in a commercial together, a national commercial for FanDuel Fantasy Football. And I was his football mm-hmm. coach, and he was one of the football players. And, uh, you know, he you know, we, he pulled me aside and said, hey, you know, I was wondering if you could be my mentor. And here it is a few years later. We're on set together, you know, starring in a you know, pretty major production. And so you never know. I always tell people, be careful how you treat people because you never know who they will become. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's very true. Very true. And, and we hear about that sometimes, you know, how people uh, treat, treated that guy or that girl in school. <laughs> and then, oh, they, gosh, you know, that person yes. has grown up. They might be a millionaire oh, or they have done something just awesome. And, you, you know, that you're sitting back like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, I missed miss that one, you know. Mm-hmm. It's funny yeah. you said that because I remember um, a few years ago uh, I had uh, – 
<laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. But I had uh, a child, uh, I guess you could say a childhood friend uh, from high school um, reach out mm-hmm. to me via Facebook. And so me and this person, it's a female, uh, we have a, a love-hate relationship. And uh, we got into an altercation, and I think I might have put a little bump on their forehead or something like that. And so they reached out to me, and so they were like, "Hey, Mandel, how's it going?" And I'm like, "Wait a minute, is this the, you know, is this what I think it is?" And I was like, "Yes, you remember you put the bump on my forehead?" And I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, I'm trying to forget this, not knowing this person is a, uh, you know, doing really well. <laughs> they have an international foundation, you know, and they've been uh, on the circle with President mm-hmm. Barack Obama, and they spoke all over the world pretty much at their foundation." And I would wow. not say their name, <laughs> but uh, again, you just never know. You know, when you, um, you know, when you're young and you just don't think about the repercussions of what you do when you get older. You mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. then of course, uh, the main thing is very to see. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and I definitely love what you said about be careful how you treat people because you never know what they are going to become, and I think uh, some of us can definitely attest to uh, those type of situations and so forth, and so, of course, um, you know, being in, in, in the industry um, and, and seeing all of the things that have taken place. Um, in Hollywood, um, as we look, uh, we you know we're constantly seeing something in the media. We're constantly seeing something on social media about the things that take place in Hollywood. How do you, because you made that transition of moving um, and relocating, um, being out in Hollywood, and so, what would be your recommendation for those people who um, have, are coming? Uh, there are those expiring actors, and some people, you know, they made those big moves to New York or they made those big moves to California. What would be your words of advice about making those adjustments and being able to manage it? Because I feel that a lot of times we see that people get out in Hollywood and simply lose themselves, <laughs> so to speak, sometimes, oh, yes. you know. And so um, how do how do you make that transition of, of coming from maybe even a small town or a place that's not um, as populated um, and making those big transitions to a place such as California? Um, well, as you know, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. My, um, you know, my mother was an international missionary, so I was constantly moving around. I was, you know, known as a missionary brat because, you know, I was constantly moving to different cities and whatnot. But when I made up my mind to move to L.A., um, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, I've always been fascinated with California, you know, before I even came to visit, before I thought about pursuing acting as a career, I was always fascinated with California. Back in 1999, when I first came to visit, I fell in love with it. So they really confirmed that I should be here. I wanted to move here then, but the timing wasn't right. The main thing I was to uh, tell anybody, uh, make sure your timing is right. Um, and by that, I mean uh, make sure this is something you really want to do. Because uh, back in 99, if I had moved to L.A., I probably wouldn't still be here. I certainly would be acting for the most part. I was going because I just wanted to be there, but I didn't have a purpose other than the weather. You know, I had a full-time job, and even though I could have moved here, it would have been forced. And I would have just been struggling trying to maintain, you know, my fantasy for the most part. I've seen so many people come here and they lose focus. Either they go back home or they get caught up in the the uh, other distractions that Hollywood offers for the most part. So my transition was basically waiting, and that's part of me Mm -hmm. mastering patience. Even though I wanted to do it, I delayed my gratification. You know, I did Mm -hmm. my homework. You know, I knew where I wanted to live, and, you know, I did my homework. You know, with the social media, with with the Internet, technology makes things so much easier. And so I was able to take classes and I was able to, you know, uh, you know, ask questions and, and I went to scout of the land before I actually moved out here for the most part. And I had a strong support system. Thing I would like to share, I didn't tell every, I didn't share my dream with everybody. That's the one thing I would love to get across. You can't tell everybody your dream because uh when you need encouragement, all those negative thoughts and, 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 and 
things that people can say to you, it when you start thinking about it when things are not going your way, you know. So one mm-hmm. thing I will say is that if you if you're planning, if somebody's out there and they're planning on moving to Los Angeles or New York or Chicago mm-hmm. to pursue mm-hmm. their career in acting, I would say make sure that you know you don't um, that you plan ahead, you know that you don't be impulsive. Don't just move out here and think it's going to happen. You know, I'm, I have right. friends who've been out here for 10, 15, 20 years and still waiting for things to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you come out here, yeah. that's the beginning. That's the beginning. You know, immensely it starts before you move out here. And then after you come out here, it's physical. You know, you have to put in the work, roll up your sleeves, right. you know, network and connect with people and make sure that, you know, you're in good company. And don't get caught up in the, like I said, the distractions of Hollywood that can veer you off into a whole different path. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, of course, uh, we do have one more question. Let's see from Cynthia um, in St. Louis. She wants to know, what are some of the challenges um, about being a actor? What are some of the challenges that you face being an actor uh, in Hollywood? Some of the challenges that I have faced personally being in Hollywood is, Sometimes you question. I mean, even though you have um, um, you have faith and and you've taken classes and you you know went to school and got degrees and you know you you just you know you know that you, you look at your IMDb page and it says you know you have all these credentials and you know you mm-hmm. hear all these accolades, but sometimes you still right. question yourself: Is this what I'm meant to do? Yeah. And that's right. something that you have to come to terms with. My challenge has been. I I have always been a workaholic, you know, and I transfer mm. my 95 ethics into Hollywood. And so I don't wait for things to happen. I, in a nutshell, make things happen with the help of, help of God, you know. Um, but my challenge has been learning how to have more balance in my life, you know. Um, because I'm such a workaholic, I don't know how to take a break. I'm always on full throttle, you know. The pedal is always in the metal. And mm-hmm. what I had to learn how to do was just take a break because my thing was coming to Hollywood, I didn't want to get too comfortable and get caught up in the, the weather and the, the ocean and the desert and the, <laughs> and the palm trees and, you know, right. the, the Beverly Hillbillies, you know, movie stars and swimming pools. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my challenge has been finding more balance in my personal and professional life. And um and and learning how to just enjoy life. I think uh Joel Osteen has a book called Enjoying Your Best Life Now. And basically what he's right. saying essentially is that don't wait until things happen for you to enjoy your life. Whether it's uh getting a degree or getting married or getting a new job, a new car, waiting till your kids graduate high school. Don't wait to enjoy your life, but start enjoying your life right now. And one thing I will say, um my good friend, uh, I heard you uh, mention Adrian Anderson, who is a good uh-huh. friend of mine. She said, Mandel, I never get this. She told me, she said, Mandel, in the midst of building your dreams, you are living your dream. So mm. I would encourage anybody, you know, start the yeah. process and enjoy Absolutely. the process. Stay connected and stay committed to the process because before you get to the promised land, you have to go through the process. And that's the main Absolutely. thing. A lot of people get caught up in the process. A lot of people get lost in the process of trying to reach their goals in life. So if, if nothing else, I want to be an encouragement to people, whether it's uh, in Hollywood or whether you're pursuing a law degree or, you know, becoming a nurse, stay committed to the process because on the other side, it will be worth it if you fight not. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, of course, for the folks out here, uh, Mandel, who uh, want to connect with you as far as social media, tell them how they can go about connecting with you. Okay, well, I try to keep things simple, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you can. I, my <laughs> my social media handles is uh, whether it's Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter. It's Mandel Frazier, M A N D E L L. F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can find me on social media, or you can just simply Google me, and um, my social handle should pop up on the first page. 
Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Well, it has definitely been a pleasure having you on the show and learning so much about you. Um, And uh, I am so excited uh, for what's in store for you. And so I'm glad that you were able to take the time to come on here and chat with us a little bit. It was definitely uh, a great, great dialogue. And uh, I definitely learned a lot from you and even wrote down some notes of wisdom from Mandel. Uh, So I am excited. Yes, yes. It's always great when you can have a conversation and, and take away something from that individual. Absolutely. So um, I'm, I'm excited about that. And so um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, um, acting and, and traveling, uh, enjoying the married life, <laughs> uh, what, is, what, is, what is your um, end goal? Like what, is, what, is, what are Mandel's goals um, for your future? My goal is to leave a legacy uh, that will empower, that will enhance. My uh, long-term goal is to start a foundation called the Frazier Foundation based on my message of faith, fitness, and focus, and I would love that to go worldwide. And I'm actually in the process of getting that started. But my my, my mission is is to give back. Like I said earlier, my platform is faith, fitness, and focus, and those three things are based off my personal experience, you know, my fitness background, uh, you know, as it relates to health and fitness, my faith background as it relates to my upbringing, and, of course, being focused, you know, being driven. Um, And um, actually, um, you can um, go to my Facebook fan page, and uh, I have a, uh, uh, literally, I have a, section where you can read about me, about my platform, and how if you wanted to, you know, book me for different events, whether it's in locally, regionally, or even nationally, you can definitely go to my, my page and um, we can uh, connect with me there for the most part. But again, my long-term goal is to spread the Mandel's message of faith, fitness, and focus. And I would love for that to go worldwide. My passion is helping the homeless people. Uh, every three months, I go to the Midnight Mission on Skid Row. I help feed the homeless. I have uh, oh, wow. God has blessed. Yes, I believe in helping people out. Um, as a matter of fact, just recently, I was able to gather at least twenty of my good friends, and we went downtown to help feed the homeless at the Midnight Mission. And one thing I will say about homelessness. I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and I lived in Chicago, Atlanta, Indianapolis, and now I'm here in the great city of L.A., and I Mm -hmm. have never seen so many homeless people in one Mm -hmm. city, and my heart goes out to them. I have so much passion because everybody has a story to tell. You know, some of my good friends told me that they were homeless at one time or another, and so my heart and my passion is to help as many people as I can through my foundation of faith, fitness, and focus. That is amazing, and and, and I can I can say, um, you know, going out and interacting um, with homeless, uh, and I did it um, last Christmas. I actually um, created um, uh, over I think we did fifty purses. Um, we called them um, purses uh-huh. of love, and and so wow. the women's shelter we took um, purses and filled them, you know, with the necessities. Um, and so um, it was a great experience to go out and interact. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, a, a couple, um, and he said, um, ma'am, I want to thank you, he said, because my wife really wanted a purse, he said, and I and I just couldn't afford it, he said. And so wow. I was really down because, you know, I didn't know how we were going to get a purse. And he said, and here you are, you know, here you showed up with this. And so it was just so, they were just so appreciative um, and just dialoguing with them. And, you know, sometimes we, we have to step out the, you know, confines of our home, our comfort levels, you know, and interact with people because you never know. You know, it could be you on that, you know, on the, in that position. Um, and so a lot of times I think we, we tend to take our living arrangements uh, for granted and, and our um, money and materialistic aspects. But, you know, getting out there and, and connecting with people, um, it's, it's, it's an incredible experience. So I, I'm glad to hear um, you out there doing that. Uh, that definitely makes me happy. And that's one of the things that I definitely enjoy doing here um, as well. So I was glad to 
hear you share that tonight as well. And so I just appreciate you so. I appreciate your energy um, and just your spirit <laughs> you. um, that you shared with us tonight. It's definitely been a pleasure having you on here. And I hope you'll come back on here again soon and chat with me. Absolutely. And I want to thank you again. <laughs> and I also want to thank my good friend, Pamela Broussard, who's a good yes. friend of mine, uh, for uh, telling me about this show. Uh, as a yes. matter of fact, when I got this message, uh, when I heard about this show, I was actually on my honeymoon. And so I told oh, her, wow. absolutely, you know, but I really am grateful and thankful that I was able to, you know, spend time with you and talk about uh, not just my career, but what I'm doing for the community because it's all absolutely. about giving back for the most part. Absolutely. 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 It's definitely been a very um, beautiful experience tonight. And so, uh, once again, thank you so much for coming on here. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day um, in beautiful California. And once again, congratulations uh, on the marriage. Very, very (laughs) exciting. So, uh, 25 years. You got to do 25 more, Mandel. 25 more. I know, right? Okay. Let's take one twenty-five at a time. One quarter at a time. (laughs) Just okay. Just one twenty-five at a time. (laughs) You are welcome, and thank you so much for coming on here. And I'll be talking with you again soon. Okay. God bless. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, you guys, that was Mandel Frazier right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show, an amazing spirit, you guys. And so no worries if you didn't catch the full um, interview. Uh, The show will be back up um, and ready to listen uh, about five minutes after the show ends. And so you guys can have a chance to listen to it as often as you like. And so once again, thank you so much uh, to Pam Broussard uh, for putting things together. Uh, Thanks, um, Mandel, for working it out in his schedule and to all of the callers that called on the lines tonight and those of you that submitted your questions via uh, Facebook and Twitter, I appreciate you as well. And so we're going to get ready to get out of here, folks. Uh, I hope you guys have a spectacular rest of your week and weekend, and I'll see you back here again next week, same time, same place. I am Bianca Fly. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Mm-hmm.